0: Well, hello there. Welcome back. Today's topic is a really good one. And I know it's actually a very confusing topic. I know because... When I'm reading DMs or when I do a post on diastasis recti, I will get so many comments that are like, I think I have a hernia, I think I have DR, or do I have neither of them and I just have a weak core? And I realized this whole subject area is just a blurry mess. There's no black and white, there's lots of gray in the middle. And so I want to break it down today and try to make it easy for you to understand what is a hernia. And we're going to be talking mainly about hernias in the stomach region. What is diastasis recti? Also, I know that there's lots of different ways. I've had people call it diastasis, diastasis, diastasis recti. I've been to multiple therapists, seen them in person, been to conferences, and I still hear it multiple different ways. So I'm sure that some people are saying, you're saying it wrong. It's all good. It's all gravy. I'm going to call it diastasis. So to find out if you have a hernia, diastasis, or if maybe your core is just super weak and you don't have either of them because sometimes people don't fill in either of those categories, but they're still like, I still have kind of a rounded lower belly. I still have back pain. I still have leakage. So I'm going to talk about that as a third option. Like what if you just simply have a weak core and things you can think about to kind of improve that core and make it stronger? Because the truth is, After you have children, especially, I mean, truly anybody, even before kids, like I can probably admit that even before I had the twins, I was not engaging my core correctly, which caused me more problems after the twins, which is why I fell so heavily into this region because I didn't know. So whether we're talking about before kids or after kids, yes, having a weak core is extremely common after kids, but it can happen before as well. It can happen, especially as we age. Like for older women, it's very common for them to have a weak core core and struggle with that. And then after baby's pregnancy, it is insanely common. So whether you have a hernia, diastasis, or just a weak core, today this episode is going to be for you to break them all down and kind of talk about them all together and the differences. And as always, if you find this episode helpful, please share it on social media, share it with your friends, share it with your coworkers, whoever you can, just so we can spread the word. It helps the podcast grow. And I also always appreciate a review. You can even just do the stars, but if you actually just write a review, it is super helpful for the podcast. And today's review is from ALBB123, and it's called, Wednesdays are now my favorite. Okay, so usually Wednesdays are like a second Monday or hump day, but I get so excited when I realize it's Wednesday and there's a new podcast coming out. Andrea takes complicated topics and information and makes it easy to understand. The way she breaks it down makes you want to make healthy lifestyle changes, become a healthier version of yourself, and can take. Sorry, and take control of your health. She reminds us again and again that we are not all the same. We are not going to fit in the same fitness mold as social media portrays or fitness magazines. We are all different. Listening to her podcast feels like a good conversation with a friend, and I'm so glad I found her and I can plan to stay for a while. I am so glad you're here as well, ALBB123. And I am truly happy you are all here. I Want to choose topics that you feel overwhelmed with, that you feel confused about. So if you honestly think of a topic that you're like, this is confusing me, shoot me a DM, send me an email and say, I would love if you would do a podcast on this topic. I'm so overwhelmed by it and I would love one because I take like truly your feedback. I care about that. I often choose my topics based on questions I often see. So if you want to see a topic covered, please feel free to reach out because I am all ears. Lastly, today our sponsor for the show is HydroJug. If you are a client of mine, if you follow me on social media, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know that I push water so much. It is crucial for literally every aspect of health. And I love the hydro jug because it makes it easy for me to get my water in. It's a half gallon, so it's rather large. And I prefer, they have a stainless steel one. I live in Arizona, so it is hot here. And I love that it keeps the water pretty cool. We have a couple other hydro jugs that are just plastic, and we will buy the thermos like a carrier so that it fits right in. We put the carrier on it. I'm hands-free. I can do my kids. I can have water all day. If my kids sip on my water, it's not a crisis because there's enough. It also holds ice really easy because it has a really big, unscrewable lid, so we will take it off, put in a ton of ice. We'll put in lemons, strawberries, all different kinds of things sometimes to just make the water flavored. And my kids are always drinking mine, but I don't mind because it's so big, and it helps everyone be hydrated without me having to bring 27 water bottles for each kid when we go on our outings. So, definitely look into it. Again, it's Hydro Jug. H Y D R O J U G. And the code is SIMPLE10 for 10% off everything on their site. Summer's coming up, you're going to need the water. Check out a Hydro Jug. They have three different bottles. I know you'll love it, and again, the code is SIMPLE10. All right, let's get into it, all things CORE today. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. So, as you know, one of the main purposes of this podcast is to literally simplify topics. So I am going to break down diastasis and a hernia and the difference and how to recognize them and all the things as simply as possible so it makes sense to you and you can assess yourself. I mean, obviously it's a fantastic idea to always go see a women's PT, but sometimes we don't have any close to us. I've met women who they're like, the nearest women's PT is like an hour and a half away or two hours. So I'm hopefully gonna give you some information to assess that on yourself. So first, let's talk about the differences and what it is. So diastasis recti is a weakening or separation of the abdominal abdominal wall. So what's happening is your right ab and your left ab are weak, and oftentimes this happens during pregnancy. Um, It can happen when people are overweight. It can happen when you're having twins, it's really common, or back-to-back pregnancies. The core will separate because of that pressure because the right and the left ab have to make room for the baby, so hormones come in, loosen up all the ligaments and the joints. The right and the left abs stretch apart, and there is a space down the center called the linea alba, and that stretches. So that's the separation and the weakening of the core we're talking about. So I want you to imagine, like, play-doh or slime or something, you know how you can like pull it apart and it stretches and it becomes kind of thin? That's what the core is doing. So it's not as strong. If you had that play-doh or slime in a ball, you can't see through it. It's a little bit firmer, a little bit stronger, but when you start to stretch it, you could see how that would be a problem. It's not as strong. So that is what is happening with diastasis. Also, with diastasis, it is only down the midline of the core. So it's not anywhere else on the stomach. It's not in the groin area. It's not anywhere else but right down that midline because it's a linea alba that has stretched and weakened. For a hernia, it's a little bit different. First of all, a hernia is a weakening of the core, just like diastasis. But the difference is for a hernia, it's an actual hole in the abdominal wall. So there are a lot of different types of hernias, and we're kind of going to focus just in on the stomach ones and the ones that can be easily confused with DR. And when I say DR, I'm just shortening diastasis recti, just so you know when I shorten that up for you. There is an inguinal hernia, a femoral hernia, epigastric hernia, incisional hernia, the list goes on and on. There are a lot of different types of hernias. Now, the inguinal hernia and the femoral hernia and the umbilical are the most common ones, but they're the ones that are mostly in the core area, in the groin area. So that's where people get it confused sometimes with DR, but especially the umbilical hernia. That's a really common one. The epigastric hernia can be higher, basically above the belly button and between like below the chest. It can be right in there. So just so you're aware, that's kind of where that region is as well. But the most common one confused is the umbilical. So typically hernias are caused by any type of strain or pressure on the core. So it can be physical exertion, obesity, pregnancy, frequent coughing, or straining on the toilet for constipation. And again, since we're focusing on the umbilical hernia, because that's the most common one confused with DR, an umbilical hernia is typically fatty tissue or part of the intestine pushing through the abdominal wall near the navel. So that's kind of the difference of those. Also, adults with an umbilical hernia, they can also... Occur from straining the abdominal area or from just long lasting coughing or giving birth. So, basically, what's happening with a hernia is it is any type of strain that's continually happening. Because when we're continually having strain, we're putting uncontrolled pressure on the core. And if the core is weak, it's creating a hole. So, diastasis creates a weakening and a stretching, and a hernia is creating a literal hole in the abdominal lining. So here's how they are similar. They are both created by a combination of pressure and a weak core. So for diastasis, there's pressure on the core, it's weakened, it starts stretching, you have DR. For a hernia, there can be pressure on the core multiple different ways. But as I mentioned, a common one is pregnancy. Um, so there is pressure, weakening, and then it's creating a hole. But both of them are caused by that uncontrolled pressure because the core is weak and then it creates problems. So they really are like sisters. They're similar but different in the way that they manifest and different in how they look. So let's get into look. Let's talk about what is the difference. So if you have diastasis and the core becomes irritated, typically that can happen from any type of movement where the core is not supporting itself properly. What happens is there becomes a ridge down the center of the core. The ridge can be very small. like Let's say you have a very small gap it could be a very small ridge, almost just like a little bigger than your two fingers. You just notice like a slight bump up down the center of your core. Diastasis can also be at your belly button, below your belly button, above your belly button, or it can go all the way down the entire midline. So it varies in its look, but that is where the ridge occurs. Also, if the separation, if the core, the linea alba is really weak, that ridge can be really big, like almost look like a baguette down your stomach that's like a loaf of bread down your stomach when you're pregnant because the core is super stressed out in certain movements and I could see it myself I know I've posted this on my social media as well it's very obvious when you're pregnant when you do certain movements and you can see this big bump down the center of your stomach so that is when I feel like sometimes people recognize it more because the belly's firm and that ridge is a little bit bigger but what that ridge is meaning is that there is uncontrolled pressure the core is not bracing and supporting itself properly. And so that pressure is pushing out on the core. And during movements, the core should actually wrap in like a corset. Like imagine seeing my right hand and my left hand. So you can even this yourself. And your fingers are spread. They're right in front of you. Put them right in front of your core. And then bring them together how they kind of connect in. And imagine that would be your core like bracing it. That's what that means. Like supporting... The center of your body. Now this ridge or coning it's not painful in the moment like when you see the ridge it's not the ridge isn't going to create pain so it's not like acute in the exact spot but over time it often can create back pain because the core is weak. So it's not instant pain but it is pain over time and they're often linked and people don't realize that back pain is linked to diastasis recti and also that can get worse this ridge, the separation of the core can get worse as it is left untreated because we're constantly straining and putting, you know, pressure on our core and if we are constantly engaging it in the incorrect way, it's like a door hinge. Like imagine a door swinging open if the bottom hinge is broken and we keep swinging the door, swinging the door, swinging the door, eventually the top hinge is going to break and then we're going to be like, "Why the heck is the whole door broken?" Well, because we didn't fix the bottom hinge before it broke the top hinge. So that's kind of how the core works as well. If we continually put pressure on the core and not brace the core properly during movements, yes, it can get worse, it can create more back pain, and it can create more of that lower belly pooch that we see as well. Now, for hernia, it is a little bit different. So as I mentioned, DR is that ridge down the stomach. A hernia is an actual hole. So it is a hole where the tissue, the organ tissue, pokes through and there is like a slight bulge at the site. So a hernia can be discolored and it is more circular as well. So I want you to imagine like a hula hoop or like an earring hoop. Let's do it small. An earring hoop on your stomach. And when there is intra-abdominal pressure, because remember it's linked to pressure and a weak core, you see a poke through. So it would be like, you know, an earring hoop and you poke your finger through. So when that happens, you can actually visually see that there is a poke through the stomach and you can see it happen. It can happen when you're coughing, laughing, lifting things, holding your breath, a lot of different ways, but that's how it looks slightly different is it is circular, it can be discolored. And the other thing that you can think about is a hernia can also be painful. It is different than DR where DR doesn't cause, that ridge doesn't cause immediate pain, but for a hernia, it can actually cause some pain at that site. It can also cause a dull aching sensation. And as we continue to put pressure on that hernia over time, we can make it bigger. So it can increase in size and that bulge can get bigger and bigger and bigger, which means the hernia, the hole in the abdominal Wall is getting bigger, which we do not want. We don't want it getting bigger. We want it to get better. We want all of our core issues to get better. So that's not a good thing when it's left unchecked. When we're not aware of it, it does get bigger. Okay. So the third type of person we're going to talk about today is the person who's like, I don't have a hernia. I don't have any of those signs you described. I don't have diastasis recti, but I have a really weak core. And they think they have a weak core because they still feel pain in their back. They're still feeling like that rounded belly. They just aren't feeling strong and braced during movements. So that's really common. And that is normal, especially after kids. A lot of times the core muscles will kind of like relax back into each other and like there doesn't have to be that space or DR, but it doesn't mean that the core is strong. It doesn't mean that the core is not doing its job as functionally as it could. And it doesn't mean that other muscles are not overcompensating because the core is undertrained. So Imagine like your innermost layer of core muscles, which are your transverse abdominals. That's literally like this big, giant, long muscle that links from your spine all the way around. It comes under your chest, your, you know, breasts, and then goes all the way down to the pelvic floor and then links around to the other side. It is a giant muscle which goes all the way around our core. And when I say core, I'm not just talking about the stomach. Your core is literally the center of your body. It's your front of your body and your back of your body. That is the core of your body. It's like the core of the earth or the core of the ice cream if you funnel down to the middle of the ice cream. I mean, you don't do that. I don't do that. (laughs) But it's the very center of your body. Oftentimes, that can be very weak. If that transverse abdominals are not doing their job, you can put obliques on top, inner obliques, outer obliques, externals you know, rectus, abdominis, all of the muscles is sit on top, they're not going to be as functional because those are the superficial layers and it is hard for them to do their job if the innermost layer is not doing its job. So I want you... To kind of have this make sense, I want you to think about your glute muscles. That is the muscles in your backside cheeks, okay? So there are three different muscles in your glutes. There's the gluteus maximus, the medius, and the minus. So like the core, if you are only training parts of those glutes, you're not going to get the strength, for one, to lift things as much if they're not all invited to the party. And you're not going to get the look. If I only train my gluteus medius, which is kind of like the sides of my glutes, the back of my glutes, you know, where my hamstrings hit my butt, is not going to be like full and lifted. So I want you to have that comparison in your mind to realize that is what is happening in your abs. You can't just train a piece of your abs and think your overall abs are going to... I understand look is important, but look good. But also, that is the center of your core. So feel good. Feeling good, I promise you, is more important than looking good. I would much rather feel functional and strong and be able to do everything I want than have a six pack. That would matter way more to me. And I know for some people it doesn't, but that's my take. So you have to look at it that way. Like your glutes, there's three muscles in there. You got to train them all. That is what's happening in the core. And oftentimes people are only training their obliques or their rectus abdominis. And then they're like, why is my core struggling? That's why you're not hitting up all the muscles. So you could simply have a weak core because you're not fully training the core as it should be. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about how this happens. Obviously, I've mentioned pregnancy. Obviously, a weak core causes problems. But Two things that people don't think about very often is holding your breath is going to hinder your ability to have a strong core, whether your core has a hernia diastasis recti, or simply just weak, if you are holding your breath, you are hurting yourself. This is why. The core needs to brace itself. But if you hold your breath, you have to imagine like a balloon. So imagine blowing up a balloon. If you hold your breath, and then there is a downward push of the balloon, like the pressure inside the intra-abdominal, the balloon will push down. So now it's pushing on your pelvic floor. And that's partly how sometimes people have leakage. Or if there's a movement that's pushing from the side, if you're holding your breath, it will push forward. So then you have that bulge in the front. But if you bring your core up and brace it properly then it helps prevent that intra-abdominal pressure. So there's no pressure pushing against the abdominal walls from any direction. So it doesn't matter what your problem is. You've got to stop holding your breath. You have to stop sucking in. During strength training movements, you need to exhale when you move with the resistance. It's really important. I want you to think about your workouts. How often do you start to feel like tired in a workout or it's a lot of weight and you catch yourself holding your breath? That is bad news. So that's one thing to be aware of. Number two is with the holding your breath, unsupported lifting. So that can be holding your breath or posture. So... Hernias can also occur in men. So I will give you an example. My husband used to own a landscaping business and he got an umbilical hernia. And I remember one day he came home and I was like, what is happening? What is on your belly button? And he's like, I don't know. I've noticed it the last few days. He doesn't even know how he did it. But I can tell you right now, he now looks back, especially as he has you know become more familiar with that, what I do for work and teaching people to breathe properly and he's gotten really big into powerlifting so he knows how important breathing is but he's like i guarantee I had poor posture in something, lifting some big box, lifting some giant plant or tree or something or pushing you know, something and I was probably holding my breath and I probably had an unsupported lift and it created intra-abdominal pressure on a part of my core that was weak and bam, that hernia popped through. So that makes a difference. If we are moving couches, if we are picking up kids, if we are bending forward to get stuff and our posture isn't right, we're not using our legs, we're not using our butt muscles, We're not using the hamstrings, quads, everything to do their job. Or if we are holding our breath, we are putting pressure on our core in a way that the core cannot manage it, which then, again, is worsening a weak core. So it's worsening if you do have a hernia. It's worsening if you do have diastasis. And it's worsening if you do just simply have a weak core. And if you fall in the weak core category, it will be very easy for you to develop hernia or diastasis because it's already weakened and then it like just snowballs so other things can pack onto it. So in my husband's example if let's say he did it when he was picking up a tree he should have not held his breath and he should have made sure his form was good and he should have exhaled as he picked up that tree to brace the core and he could even lift his pelvic floor. Yes men can do that. Um, So it's the same for females. So when we are going to lift weights When we are going to do something that is heavy, if I am going to move a couch, if I'm going to pick up a kid, I am going to bend with my legs. I am going to exhale. I am going to lift my pelvic floor. Imagine picking up A blueberry with your lady part, an elevator shaft going up, anything like that. Visionary is very helpful for me, but you can imagine something lifting up like a parachute and you exhale and then imagine as you exhale, drawing your core in to brace the core. One sign that you can make sure you're doing that correctly is your belly button kind of goes in and up. That does not mean sucking in. It means that you are bracing the core for the movement to lift something heavy, to push something heavy, to twist awkwardly. That is a huge key no matter what. I do have a free breathing series that does teach this in detail because I know the breathing alone when you're like trying to improve just a weak core or hernia or diastasis recti, I know that the breathing alone is confusing for people. So I do have a 100% free breathing series. It is in the link in my bio. I will also, and I mean bio on social media, my handle name is deliciously fit and healthy, but I will also put it in the show notes and it breaks down how to find the pelvic floor, how to connect it to the transverse abs, then how to connect it to movement and be aware. So that is a really big key because The underlying issues for all three that we're talking about, diastasis, hernia, or weak core, is a lack of core engagement and proper core engagement and proper breathing and unsupported movements. So if we can learn to breathe, if we can learn to move properly, we can learn to brace the core during movements, it can either help prevent them or help things from getting worse. So let's now move into, as I've explained some of that. Let's move into like things you can be aware of and how that breathing makes a difference. So, besides the breathing and again, if you are not familiar with core, they can call it the core breath or transverse abdominal breathing, please download the free guide. It's simple and it's just a three video series and again, totally free. I made it free because I was like, this is information that everyone needs to know. I'm not just going to put this in a program. I want every single person to know because this will improve Literally, especially females, your life. I promise it will. The key is is to learn how to breathe properly and then to start to do exercises that can help strengthen our core. So it doesn't matter which of the three categories you fall into that we've been talking about. If you learn to breathe properly and then you focus on strengthening the core from the inside out, Out, you can have and feel and see some improvements so let's break down some of those improvements now so it's super clear what can happen and what can't happen depending on what you have going on if you do strengthen your inner core so that's a lot of healing exercises if you look at my social media handle it is deliciously fit the letter N healthy all of the core workouts I have healing exercises inner core exercises I explain the breathing it's super simple but literally my Instagram is filled with workouts and exercises that can help make you aware of your core and help heal your core so you can look through and kind of learn that way if you are someone who doesn't like to sift through a bunch of information and figure out how to do things in order um, while Instagram has a ton of information it's not built like a course obviously because it's Instagram I do have a diastasis recti guide, which has all the information in order. It starts with educational modules, which explain the breathing, strength training with diastasis recti, cardio, daily activities. And then the workouts build in order from beginner, intermediate to advanced and help you know when to progress. I will add that link in my show notes. So if you want to do it that way, you totally can. It makes it pretty easy, but you can do it through Instagram. So... If you work on inner core exercises, it can help prevent a hernia and diastasis from developing. That is a win. Like during pregnancy, if I could get women to learn to breathe properly and brace the core during movements, their chances of developing those after are going to be less. And their chances of healing faster and feeling better are going to be higher. And their chances of back pain are going to be better less. And that all matters. Strengthening your inner core can also even improve a mild hernia. Mild, I mean small. We're not talking about the big boy hernias. We're talking about a mild hernia and especially help it from getting worse. So if we go back to the hernia, remember I mentioned that the size of the bulge can get bigger over time. That means that the hole is getting bigger over time in the stomach. And so if you learn to brace the core properly, learn to breathe properly, exhale, lift the pelvic floor, draw your transverse abdominals in, do the movement, make sure the core is braced. It will prevent it from getting bigger and bigger because the core is doing its job. So there's not uncontrolled pressure, which is what makes a hernia worse. And then we can prevent Our core from getting worse while we're moving couches, while we're picking up kids, while we're lifting weights, all the things, if we're doing the breathing correctly, we prevent worse issues because the core is supported properly. Now, if you have an umbilical hernia already, often people will have diastasis as well because you have to remember it's a weakening of the core. And when the core is weak, you're more likely to get a hernia and you're more likely to get DR. So people will often have both. And if you have both, still learning to breathe properly, learning to brace the core, and learning to connect better during workouts and daily movements are going to help you. If you can brace the core properly, uncontrolled pressure will decrease, which means that poking through of the hernia is going to decrease. It means that ridge down the stomach, because the stomach is connecting properly, the left ab and the right ab are coming together in movements, that is going to decrease a lot of your issues and help you feel better. I do need to make this very clear though. Now with a hernia, I do need to make this very clear that it is different than diastasis recti and that a hernia... It is not just a weakening or stretching of the abdominal wall like diastasis is. It is a literal hole. So while you can prevent it from getting worse if it's mild and even have slight improvements, but because it is a literal hole... And especially for larger ones, you will need surgery to be able to repair that. We can't close up a hole with inner core exercises. With diastasis recti, you definitely can improve. And oftentimes, people can have a two-finger, three-finger, four-finger gap. And they can shrink that gap through inner core exercises. Now, there is an option for diastasis recti as well that you can have it surgically repaired as well, especially if it is a s- extreme diastasis recti, but you can see improvements even with just inner core exercises and really make that core become functional. And also, even if you do have a two finger gap with diastasis recti, if you are able to connect the inner core during movements, they would call that a functional DR and you don't need surgery. So that's the biggest difference. While there can be mild improvements on a hernia, from DR exercises and it might prevent you from developing DR like let's say you have a hernia the core is weak you could be more likely to develop DR as is the same if you have diastasis recti if it's left unchecked and you don't do anything about it you could be more likely to develop a hernia because it is a weakening of the core so it's not doing its job so the best thing you can do and it's Free is inner core exercises and learning to breathe. That is literally the most important thing you can do. And while one does require surgery, it still can prevent things from getting worse. And if it is just DR, you can prevent that from getting worse and actually heal it through exercises as well. And lastly, if you fall in the third category where you're like, I don't have a gap, I don't have diastasis recti, my abs are not separated, and I don't have a hernia but I still have back pain and I still have leakage. There's a couple things you can think about. A, you still need to learn how to breathe. It's really important. If you have a weak core, you're more likely to develop a hernia and diastasis recti. And we're trying to avoid both of those things. So, It is still helpful for you to learn to breathe. It is still helpful for you to learn to connect your inner core, to brace the core during movement, to make sure that your core is not having that intra-abdominal pressure because the core, the inner core, is not doing its job. The second thing is you might want to check the depth of the space in your stomach. Clinically, under two fingers is not considered diastasis recti. And I will add a, a note like a link in the show notes for you to check for diastasis recti because some people might be saying, well, I don't even know if I have it or not. I will add a link. You can self-check. It's pretty easy. It takes a couple minutes. I will add that link in the show notes as well. So oftentimes people will check for the gap, the space. They'll say how many fingers apart is your separation between your right ab and your left ab. And while that is really important, the depth really matters as well. I have seen people where they only have like a tiny one finger gap which really isn't a big deal at all, but it's very deep. It's very deep, which means the connective tissue is very weak there, and they could still be having core issues. They could still have that rounded belly. They could still have the back pain because of the depth, and so it's still causing a problem. So you do want to be aware of not only the width of your diastasis recti, but your depth, and make sure that even though someone may have told you, well, you don't have DR because you don't really have any width, you know, the finger gap, it might be deep. Also, you will want to look into, you may not have a hernia, you may not have DR, but you could have a very tight pelvic floor or a very weak pelvic floor, which would cause incontinence. It would cause leakage. So a tight pelvic floor, what's happening is the muscles are hypertonic. So that means they're super, super tight. So imagine like a really scrunched up neck. If you always had your neck shrugged, how the muscles would get really tight and it would be hard to relax them. That's what's happening with your pelvic floor. You can also have a very weak, a hypotonic pelvic floor. And when that's happening, the pelvic floor is just loose. It's not doing its job. And so it can create leakage because it's not supporting your body correctly. You don't have to have a hernia or DR to have a unhealthy pelvic floor, weak or tight, it doesn't matter, you can always work on that. So that's something to be aware of. If your pelvic floor is weak, again, learning to breathe properly is a huge key to strengthen that pelvic floor. It is really important. It also includes a kegel as you lift that pelvic floor. If your pelvic floor is tight, the problem with that is you have to learn to relax it. Oftentimes there is tension there, like you're always squeezing your butt muscles or you're overly stressed or you're just not engaging it, another sign is having painful sex. That can create a tight pelvic floor. So you have to learn to relax it, to, to release it. And sometimes a women's PT, again, is helpful for that. And rolling out with a foam rollers, the supporting muscles around the pelvic floor. And you can even do an internal myofascial release if you have a tight pelvic floor. And lastly, if you simply just have a weak core and you're still kind of having issues but you don't have a hernia or dr you have to remember if the front of your core if your transverse abdominals are not doing its job the outer muscles won't as well as i explained there will also be overcompensation so if the front of your core is not doing its job the back side of your core aka your back is going to try to make up for it it's going to overwork because it wants the body to be functional, so as it overwork, it's going to create back pain. It also, if your posture is poor, if you tend to squeeze your butt and push your hips forward, it messes up your hip flexors. It messes up your core engagement. If you have super tight hip flexors in the front, it will shift your pelvis forward. So then there becomes this arch in the lower back and the lower belly pushes out. So then again, there's no core engagement with the front side because like your belly's kind of hanging out and the lower back is arched, which is also causing problems. So being aware of all the above, if you simply have a weak core, your posture or your pelvic floor is doing, that you're not overcompensating, that you check the depth of your core, that you know how to breathe, and that you are able to add inner core movements, you are still going to be better off as you strengthen your core to be able to do everything whether you have a hernia or diastasis or not it is only going to help you all right that's it for today i really hope the way i broke down these three categories of a hernia and diastasis and just a weak core was helpful i hope it gave you some clarity of what is happening with you what do you have going on what is your problem what is causing you pain what is causing you issues and you recognize things that you could maybe shift or change or do to make yourself stronger. Because at the end of the day, we want to be stronger. Our bodies go through a lot when we have kids. Like it is a whole new ballgame. It is amazing what the body can do. And it is amazing that we survive having kids. But we do wanna be aware. Of what is happening and try to improve it. And you do have options. It breaks my heart when women just think, oh, I'm just stuck here. I'm just stuck with back pain. I'm stuck with leakage. I'm stuck with this hernia. I'm stuck with DR. I'm stuck with a weak core. You are stuck with nothing at all. You always have a hand in your ability to feel better. I don't ever want you to forget that. When something is off in my life, I know I have a hand to fix it, and you can too. You can improve it. So I hope this was helpful. Again, share it if it was, and I hope that you feel a deeper understanding for what is happening with your core. And as always, you know I mean it from the very deepest bottom part of my heart. You are doing better than you think you are. Don't ever forget it. All right, that's it for this week. We'll talk next week.